Thanks for joining us for season three of the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, my brother from another mother, Michael Shasberg, also known as the Restaurant Guy. Hey, thanks, Jimmy. Can't say Jimbo because you're Jimmy. Thanks for that kind and warm intro, everybody. Please feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind the Branded Strategic Hospitality Group. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. Jimmy, we've got a phenomenal, phenomenal episode ahead of us right now. But before I jump into it, I just want to remind you of the uh, hospitality marketplace that we launched, Jimmy. Do you know about this e-commerce platform? You know, I think I know a little bit about it. So why don't we tee up this shameless plug and then we'll get to our guest. But go ahead. Shameless plug. Everybody listening, check out thebrandedmarketplace.com. It is a place It is a place for all people in hospitality, hotels, restaurants, stadiums, you name it. You go to the hospitality marketplace and we will load you up with all technology solutions to help your business. And it is absolutely free. Hundreds and hundreds of solutions. Check it out. If you'd like to get on the marketplace, email us at marketplace at brandedstrategic.com. V, you can jump on there if you'd like. We are super excited about that. Jimmy, I am done with my shameless plug. You did just fine. Actually, the I will say uh, it's very important to Branded that we are a hospitality-centric company. We try to be allies of the industry. And um, that's one of the reasons we're excited about our guest today, because uh, Victoria Vainberg, uh, also known as V, uh, is the chief marketing officer at Resi. Um, and it's a company that um, Branded has had a great deal of experience with, both um, in that, sorry, that includes uh, our own restaurants um, and whatnot. And we'd like to uh, welcome V to the podcast, and we'll let her take the lead. Uh, v, we'd, we'd invite you to give a background on yourself and, of course, about Resi. Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, I am V. Um, I've been um, Resi's CMO pre and post our acquisition, but um, yeah, Resi is a reservation um, technology platform on the B2B side, but um, we're also a consumer brand, um, you know, that's really there to help those who love restaurants um, discover and have access to the best ones and really provide that sort of insider lens to restaurants that uh, we feel only Resi can do. So um, yeah, super proud to be representing a brand that um, I love and have been a part of building. And um, yeah, where do you want me to start in my background so I don't bore your audience here? Um, <laughs> but um, Trust me, I, I'll get you started. And, and trust me, Shats and I put our audience to sleep constantly. So yeah, uh, don't, don't, don't try to usurp us <laughs> in that category. No, listen, before we jump in and do a deep dive into everything Resi and whatnot, uh, we love when our guests kind of talk a little bit about how they even came to their current positions. And, and I'm certainly uh, particularly excited to have you do that because we both happened to get our MBA. He didn't go to Brant Lake, did she, Jimmy? This is not a Brant Lake relationship. This is, however, Columbia. Oh, MBAs okay. at Columbia right here, although something tells me I might be the uh, have graduated in a different decade, maybe by a couple uh, than V. But but anyway, shameless plug. 1974, Jimmy, I think V. 1974, I was graduated yeah. from Columbia. No, Columbia University, uh, shameless plug. Shatsy, roll your eyes or just actually step out of here while V and I get all serious. But, you know, you, you went from working in sports, ESPN, CBS, then taking a role at, uh, at Shazzy's favorite uh, beer company, Anheuser-Busch, and now Resi. 
So we'd love a little more insight on that yeah. professional journey. That's a good resume right there. I got to be honest with you. That's a that hell, hell of a resume. And I would have stopped after Anheuser-Busch. And if you want to reach me about interviewing her for a job, please cut. No, seriously, V, uh, it's yours <laughs> on the background. Sure, yeah. Um, so I will say I'm first and foremost a Syracuse girl before I'm a Columbia anything. There's a lot Look more. Look at that, and orange. Boom. Yeah. There's there's a lot more um, sports love to go around at Syracuse, but uh, yeah, I I started my career at ESPN, as you said. I think I'll always probably be a sports first, so maybe I'll circle back one day. But um, I you know worked in kind of the digital ad space at ESPN, and um, still surprisingly, the early days of everyone deciding that. Um, mobile was a thing and social was a thing. And, um, you know, now it's obviously ubiquitous, but got lucky in that I kind of learned that space really early on. And I, as you noted, also spent a quick stint at CBS Sports um, and then moved over to Anheuser-Busch. And at AB, I uh, first worked on the Budweiser brands, Bud Heavy, which is funny because I literally have a vintage Budweiser sweatshirt on today. So worked on uh, Budweiser and then um, can, really- can we, can we get one of those for Jimmy? Nice. I can try to- oh, just, I just, I think uh, she said you- she doesn't, work at Anna, she doesn't work at Anna's Bush anymore. I would share. <laughs> These were a hard, hard-earned uh, take-home item, but yeah. um, worked on the Bud brand. Um, And then I worked a lot on kind of what we call digital innovation. So how we built up, you know, our own database and how we started to use data um, to target on a people-based level, which is a lot of marketing speak, but right, really, how do you kind of personalize and speak to an individual? Um, Worked on a lot of cool stuff in the sports and music space. So how we use technology to start doing mobile beer ordering. So if you're at a game, you don't have to leave mm-hmm. to get a beer brought to you. Um, same at like a concert, right? Had to sort of evolve using tech in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before I left AB, I was overseeing digital in the US. So all of our digital media partners, um, the brands, the creative, um, and all the sort of digital innovation stuff. So um Worked across Budweiser, Bud Light, McLoob Ultra, all sort of the non-craft beer brands. But it was a great um, kind of crash course in everything uh, CPG. And um, I made my way over to Resi. And I think I'll share the story because it's like I didn't send my resume in. But I had a long, uh, an idea for a long time as a person who just loves restaurants. I'd started using Resi really early in New York. Um, and for my own personal life, I was sort of like the person in my friend's circle, right, that everyone came to to find out where they should go eat in the city. Um, so people text me and say, oh, I got dinner, for Resi. Pets, right? What do I need? Where should I go? Which is a fun thing to be that friend, right? Because I would do all this research and then I would tell people. Um, and I always thought that there should be sort of like a Spotify, like playlist style following of people that you trust. So your friends Mm -hmm. or could be right chefs or just hospitality industry people. Like how do I just get a really Mm -hmm. curated list of um, where people I trust are going to eat. So I looked into this and thought, you know what, it's actually more of like a feature. It's not like a standalone product. And so I pitched um, 
Resi's um, CEO and co-founder on this concept. And we started chatting and then um, it kind of turned into me moving over to Resi um, in the first, um, you know, sort of CMO role. So at the time they were a small group kind of doing a lot of different pieces, not kind of like a cohesive marketing team yet. Um, and so, yeah, I joined in 2018 and, you know, we sort of started building up Resi from there. So that's kind of my journey. I got to tell you, V, it's a great journey. And you. you are the first. We've had a lot of guests in our four seasons of the Hospitality Hangout. You are our first marketing specialist. So really excited to have you. I got to tell you, I, as a consumer, I love Resi. And I've seen the brand grow and change because I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I think you guys have a great product. Love uh, The New York City presence is, I mean, it's a big market for you. And you've always had the best restaurants, like the coolest restaurants, the ones that were the hardest to get a reservation. It always seemed to be on Resi. So it's a brand that I find like the younger folks really always gravitated towards. So I love it as a user. We use it in our restaurants because we think it's also um, just really easy to use. It's really engaging. Give us a little bit from your perspective as our first marketing specialist. we got a great brand, Resi. What does Resi stand for? Give us a little bit about um, the, the technology, the brand, and, and, and your market strategy, et cetera, you know? You know, you're exactly right. Um, I think early day users and a lot of brand perception, right, is, oh, the best restaurants are on Resi, which I think is actually when I started. The coolest, the line, too. The coolest restaurants. The coolest. What the like the line that was used internally because it was true. And a big piece of that started from the tech side, right? The product was built and is still built. We say buy restaurants for restaurants. So what we build is informed by our partners. It's truly comes from a place of how can we best provide what restaurants need, small independent restaurants in particular need to help their business thrive. And these restaurants are you know, they really care about the hospitality experience, right? It's not just about coming for food. It's about the whole thing. And so how can we build and provide technology that helps them do that in the best way possible? Um, and then sometimes, as you know, it's different for every restaurant. So we really build the product from that standpoint. And I think Resi was really key in disrupting the industry at first because the legacy players, player, the largest one, right, charges restaurants, for every single person that comes in, right, a, per cover charge. And Resi was like, we're not going to do that because these great restaurants shouldn't have to pay for the people who are trying to come to them, right? Why am I paying for the guests that are clamoring to get into my restaurant? So I think that was the big kind of um, disruption piece in the beginning that really helped get those amazing restaurants onto the platform. Um, and I think since we've always stuck to the buy restaurants for restaurants mentality and execution, right? Again, that we build for our partners. We don't build just things we think they need. We build what they tell us they need. Um, and I think that is, you know, going to continue to be at the core ethos of Resi um, for its whole existence. Um, and then on the consumer side, you know, I think that, but the opportunity that we saw was everybody felt like a utility, right? It was like, here's a product that I'm going to provide. I'm going to give this tech to restaurants, and then I'm going to give you the guest something you can use to book it. But 
a lot of these legacy players and even newer ones didn't care about being a brand people loved. They were just like, I'm a utility product and you'll book it. And I think from the get-go, we cared about building a brand that people liked, right? We wanted people to say, have you used Resi? You know, be proud of the fact that that's how they access restaurants. Um, and I think that still makes us unique in this particular sort of competitive set is, um, you know, we're really the ones who have invested in being a brand. And thanks for saying you love it, because that's what we're aiming to do. So, um, you know, as sort of alluded to, we, we really, because of our partnership with restaurants, we have that kind of insider access and lens, like we have the ability to tell you first, when something's going to reopen, or what sort of exciting, you know, chef collab or pop up they're doing, or, you know, tell you the story of these chefs and restaurants. Um, and that's something we've really focused on from the beginning. I feel like she's stealing like half our line. She's the, they're well, the. I'm going to say, I thought you came up with the, for the industry, built by the industry for that. I thought that was your line, Jimmy. Well, I took it from FUBU. So I, uh, I borrowed it. Uh, I borrowed it from them. So Resi can borrow it from us. Um, okay. But, but we do appreciate and, and value. We, we, we pride ourselves on being, as I said, at the top of the episode, uh, top of the show, that hospitality centric and being an ally to the operators. And I think that's something that we were excited about having you and, and, and really talking about Resi, because that's really been part of Resi's DNA since the very beginning. Um, and I think, again, that, that, that as operators, we appreciate that. You know, Resi recently released some data uh, that shows April was the strongest month for reservations since, uh, since before the pandemic started. Um, and that's obviously great news. Um, but of course, it comes I don't know, after a, a really a, a lull, or a lull, that, that's, a, that's a perfunctory word, um, relative to what, what the pandemic did to brick and mortar and on-premise business um, because essentially our business uh, reservations and on-prem dropped uh, to zero um, yeah. a year ago. So, you know, we are excited about what we think is going to be the roaring 20s 2.0 and we think there's a lot of pent-up demand, but can you talk broadly about how Resi has navigated um, maybe this past year? Um, I also want to highlight because it's easier and probably better for us to brag and boast about you um, than you to do it yourself, which is we really want to give a shout out to the decision that Resi made to give restaurants 100% fee relief you know, for a total of 15 months, which is the longest of any reservation platform. So we really want to know, you know, how, how have you guys navigated the past year and how has your kind of that commitment you expressed to the industry, you know, how has that paid off? Yeah, um, it's been yeah quite an interesting year. I think it's funny, you know, people along the way be like, how's work? Are you guys busy? And I'm like, we're so busy, right? Because we really, even though the numbers were at zero, as you put it, we were doing a lot of work to help these restaurants make it out, right? Like that was the whole mantra of the first sort of, you know, period that got hit. Um, you know, the fee relief was really like, it was no question in our minds. And I think thankfully being part of American Express really helped, helped make that a reality very quickly. And um, like I said, it wasn't a debate. It was just like, we're here for the industry and the most important thing mm -hmm. we can do first is alleviate them of things that they can't do right now, which is pay these fees, especially when they're not in business. Right. So um, I think for us, again, that was a no brainer. Um, and, you know, it was one of the places where the Resi brand ethos and the Amex brand ethos are so similar, right. Which is just about backing 
um, partners, right? Backing people, whether that's restaurants or customers or whomever. Um, we also kind of pivoted mm-hmm. a lot in the beginning. Um, I would say in what we said was a selfless manner, right? So it was all about what do we need to inform you of that might help your restaurants not go out of business? So, it, you know, it could be we were telling people to buy gift cards, right? Giving them like sort of the updated laundry list of here's what's going on with the restaurants that you love. Here's what you could do to help them. Here is who's starting to do takeout. Here's who is, you know, doing delivery. And we just try to be as informative as possible to consumers, right? On behalf of the restaurants, we launched a couple of product features to really help aid in COVID-related matters mm-hmm. all throughout the year. We created a, you know, a somewhat quick and dirty way to do a pickup product. So again, everything was just really in the service of how do we get you to not shut down? Um, you know, we even actually with some partners um, at a production studio shot um, some content of what restaurants were doing in the pandemic. So again, we really tried to approach it from every angle. And then in that time, also think about what all the product work that we could get done, right, for coming out of the pandemic. Um, And then another area we really focused on was the event space, right? We found Mm -hmm. that no one's interest in restaurants went away. It was just different. And so we started doing a lot of virtual programming, um, I think you guys might have even seen during COVID in the less intense periods of time, we actually still had a few live events that followed COVID protocols. So we had a, a launched a big um, drive-through event where you stayed in your car for a 10-course meal from 10 different restaurants, um, never leaving your car and sort of being served in the same safe um, sort of takeout format. So we really Ch- just- Chess, did that invitation get caught? Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't did, did our firewall block that invitation there, V? Yeah, well, I, don't, I never got invited to that. And I was just course. curious. Yeah, I, I think something happened. Yeah, I, uh, All um, right, that's fair. You're, you're, it, was, it was in LA. Yeah, oh, okay. It was in LA. Well, there you go. <laughs> You know, as an operator myself, as I said earlier, I mean, uh, we use Resi in uh, our restaurants. We just think it's a great user interface, great experience. It's really uh, engaging. You, you know, you were first really quickly adopting to using uh, the phone for a lot of the confirm is this reservation. I mean, you're really uh, uh, light years ahead of a lot of other platforms on the reservation side, which is one of the reasons I really found it really terrific. Um, now, I know you're specifically responsible for the brand. And, and what gets communicated to the restaurants and the diners, because it's a two-sided marketplace. Um, you know, creating a platform that resonates with people and has emotional appeal is essential to any business in the industry. We all know that. I don't even think people realize how critical this is. Can you tell us what your approach over the last um, year was yeah, I think, like, and how it was I think that we start from a place of, right, like just the human truth. So a lot of this stuff... I was just sort of mentioning, like, what did people want to know? They wanted to know how, one, how they could still eat at their favorite restaurants because, right, how many people, particularly in these cities, were like, oh, shit, I don't cook. <laughs> I'm used to, you know, going out. Right, and right. Like a party so, were you, so, so, Resi, were you letting everybody know who was open for takeout and delivery? Oh, yeah. 
from like immediately. Like I know even when we look back, our team probably worked nonstop those first couple of weeks just to make sure that every guide we had out there was fully updated with like, what's the restaurant doing? Are they offering takeout or delivery? Who are they offering it through? Is it direct through them? Like there was no sort of layer of, I'm not going to feature, you know, this delivery partner or this pickup partner technology. It was just, let's get the information out there and make sure that we did our part on behalf of our restaurants, right? To help them out. Um, So that was like part one. And like I said, and then I think we quickly realized, particularly from a consumer standpoint, how much people missed restaurants and how much they took them for granted. So I think there was this period of time um, where we felt almost responsible for reminding people how important restaurants are to their communities, to their day-to-day lives. And and like I said, then we really tried to get as creative as possible about how we kept restaurants at the forefront for guests um, throughout this whole period and still brought to life the joy that restaurants bring, um, even though obviously some days and weeks were darker than others. Well, I, I certainly think uh, your campaign and effort, as well as uh, as those from others, you know, certainly I think was was beneficial and 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 well received because I, I think a lot of us took for granted the joy of just being able to, and really wherever you live uh, throughout the country or throughout the world, the ability to go out and be social with friends is something they're all longing for, um, and I think there's pent up demand. You know, as restrictions are being lifted, especially here in New York City, you know, the numbers are showing that consumers just can't wait to go back to restaurants. Um, you know, even wearing my finance hat, the drop off of, you know, give or take 20 plus percent across the delivery p- platforms, at least the publicly traded ones, even suggests the, the market is anticipating this pent up demand. So as the demand for dining, you know, totally. continues to increase and as diners are coming back, how are you helping or how are you driving diners to restaurants? And, and maybe specifically, you know, talk about this great new campaign you guys have launched of it's time to make a resi. Um, would love I'd love for you to share that with our audience, our yeah. guests. Matt V, who Absolutely. came up with that? Is that your line? Did you come up with it's time to make a resi? Um, if you didn't, just say you did and take credit for it. No, it's um we one of um our agency partners we work with um we worked on that coming together with them. So make a resi has been I swear, I'm I swear Jimmy has said that over the years. He's always, yeah. he's always like, Shatsy, it's time to make a resi. He's been using it for years. Might be a good name for a company, resi. And it might, might catch on, Shatsy. <laughs> he forgot to copyright the line. but it's like um, a slice. <laughs> we've used make a resi as like a core um, call to action for a long time. So, you know, really, the, I'd say like we had like a phase one and phase two approach um, as we saw, right, this return to normal, as we were calling it, coming back and restrictions lifting, right? So we were really tracking mm-hmm. city by city, understanding when capacity lifted. And when we would, you know, see it hit a certain trigger point, the first thing we did was just, again, go back to the, like, let me inform you of everyone who's open. Um, we have a feature on Resi called My Hit List, and we pivoted that feature, which normally is about 
right? Having like a quick access booking list of your favorite spots. We pivoted that to sending you a trigger for when all of your favorite restaurants open. So part one was like restrictions are lifting. Let me make sure that Resi's the first to tell mm-hmm. you about everything that's back. And then obviously give you the access to get in there and book it. It's time to make a resi, I think is really twofold. One, it's the transition back to our core business, right? Which is driving reservations and getting people back out to restaurants. Mm -hmm. So it's really that core sort of like make a resi call to action. Um, But the campaign itself is really trying to capture what we're all talking about, which is I can't believe we've just gone, right, for many of us, a year plus, pretty rarely going out to eat when normally that's like a multi-night activity, right, in, especially in cities like New York and L.A. Right, yeah, sure. You know, it's just like that's part of life. Jimmy's, Jimmy's out eight nights a week. And so we <laughs> wanted to, you know, we're not trying to talk about COVID in this campaign. We're really just trying to capture those images and feelings that you have. Yeah, we don't even like to mention on the podcast. We may we may edit that out, V. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, perfect. No, no C words on here. Um, but it's just like, I want you to feel from what we put out there, the exact feeling that you're going to get when you walk in with a friend or a few friends and you sit down and you're like, yes, like this is, Every it's the whole vibe. I'm back, right? baby. Like, we're back, baby. We're back. Yeah. Yep. So we're getting there. Yep. <laughs> no, I think it's a great campaign. We love it. I was just going to say uh, for those listening, we mentioned um, American Express and Amex a couple times on this uh, cast a little bit. And I think for those listening, uh, you know, Resi was acquired by American Express just a few years ago. Um, so I think uh, I just want to make sure everyone knows that we could talk a little about that, but. You know, I remember the days, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a long-standing American Express card member. I like go back to 1988, I think it says, because membership has its privileges. Uh, I'm a platinum card member. I think Jimbo's a platinum card member. Uh, haven't been able to get to that black card yet. Maybe <laughs> a V could help us with that, Jimmy. Uh, I think you have to spend like $10 billion in restaurants or something like that <laughs> to get that. But uh, one, one of these days we'll get there. But I remember the days when, you know, uh, the Amex card got you the ability to (laughs) make reservations at some of these really cool hip restaurants that we're talking about that Jimmy and I are really, you know, shunned at the door and they probably won't even let us in most of the times. You know, I have to wear like a a, a costume or something, you know, but I I think it's incredible. Can you just tell us a little bit about American Express, the acquisition of Resi and and how that's helped Resi or I don't know if it's helped Resi, but but how it's helped the platform and restaurants and the awareness and yeah. everything going around that. Cause I think it's a big, I mean, when I think about American express, I know, I think hospitality, I think travel, I, I you know, I think ho- restaurants and hotels, you know, that's, you know, mm-hmm. a big part of it, I think. For yeah. American express. I mean, I think there's a lot of brand synergy there, right. Which is why a big piece of why I think the acquisition made sense. Um, Amex is, absolutely Mm -hmm. known for its customer service and hospitality. And, you know, that translates right into what we're doing. Um, I think you sort of said it, right? Like people think of Amex and it's ubiquitous with travel. And I think we want to make sure that it can be the same with dining and with Resi at the center of that and how we provide the platform for that access. I think um, the notion of having to call in to a phone number for your 
reservations with Amex is the same notion as like the early days before these reservation platforms existed where you had to call the restaurant, right? And right, it's right. available mm-hmm. digitally. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big piece of what Resi is able to bring into the Amex ecosystem is like, let's get all these people who are used to calling to just use this platform that exists. It's got the restaurants they want. It's got events that they want. It's got anything that, you know, someone who's interested and loves restaurants would want to have and it's bookable by you really easily Mm -hmm. um you know today and within that throughout the acquisition we offer lots of exclusive things to card members that's really easily accessible just by having your amex card in your resi wallet um and there's a lot more to come with that because we're absolutely going to continue to grow um you know the benefits for amex card members and how they're accessible um, on our platform that's really cool. So are you saying, so are you saying that as an Amex card member, there might be or there will be or there are like special offers and things like I can get a table at a restaurant that maybe isn't for everybody else because maybe I'm, you know, like a special super uh, Amex card member or something like that? I'm, I'm saying well, you're not that saying that. I'm I think we have breaking news coming here. Is there breaking news? Are we breaking no, something right now? No. Is going to get in trouble? News. No, I am saying Today, you can access pre-sale for a lot of events by being a card member. That's existed for quite a while and we'll continue to offer that. Um, right. You know, I'll give you a great example, um, especially if you've been for this winter, right? The biggest thing that I think we launched, there are two programs. One was called Yurt Villages and then that expanded to the Outdoor Villages. I don't know if you guys have seen them around the city, but we, you know, helped put up outdoor dining structures that were covered that allowed people in a safe way to go back to restaurants Mm -hmm. throughout this winter at some of our key partners. And the yurt villages were exclusive to platinum card members. So that's how they were bookable. Um, I got to do one at Crown Shy, which was amazing. I don't know if you got to see those, but they're really like beautiful popped up uh-huh. yurts. Um, and we've had a number of our um, partner or really, you know, American Express dining partners and Resi partners. Um, we've had exclusive outdoor village setups that you can still see around the city. We've had them at Charlie Bird and um, Da Toscana and, you know, all over really. And those are, again, tables that are accessible um, by having an Amex card. So we've already been providing a lot of that access. Um, and, you know, it's really beneficial to restaurants as well because we're giving mm-hmm. them access to these, you know, great, um, these great card members and diners. Well, that's great. And thank you for all that, uh, V. And uh, and by the way, Shatsi, don't think it hasn't gone unnoticed that you've talked several times about how, what a great company Resi is and use them in the stores. And I see you're trying to become the Resi favorite, you know, branded partner here over me. And I get that. I respect that. Jimmy, I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to up my game and try and get that yeah, black yeah. card I see so many people yeah. have. And then, and then you start kissing Amex's butt on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, well, that's so, what I'm trying to so do. So you're, you're incredibly transparent, Shatsi. You're really v, going v, for the- have uh, you sent that special invitation? 
invitation to my house. I'll tell you how to get the card, Chatsy. Just deep into your pocket, and we'll we'll, we'll help you out. Okay. Listen, um, you know, uh, we've been doing this podcast for a while now in terms of our seasons, our episodes. We're having a ton of fun. And along the way, you know, while we started the podcast, because we like talking to you know, people in our industry and, and hearing from them, and then we learned along the way that some of our guests also had questions for us. So yeah. new for season three, uh, we introduced, uh, you know, our, our newest segment called Talking Back. Um, so it's kind of, it's named after Shatsy's kids. So where we offer our guests uh, the chance to ask us questions um, and nothing's off the table. V, yeah. you're up. What would you uh, like to ask Shats or myself? Um, I'd love to know what, um, what newer tech players you're seeing in the hospitality space that you think have a lot of potential. Ooh, good question. Solid question. What do you ask such a hard question for V? That wasn't in a script. She came prepared, Chats. Would you anywhere. like would you like to take this question and like me to do it? Yeah, I mean, I'll throw a couple of ideas out there, Jimmy. I know that you'll probably uh, have your own, but I just think that, you know, listen, online ordering was all the rage. It's it's you know still a big buzz. You know, people do love the online ordering. That's certainly the last uh, the last you know few months, year. It's uh, we've seen it for the last couple of years. I think right now, to me, it's it's all about engagement. I think the ability to communicate with your guests in real time, how their experience is, what they're liking, what they're not liking. Um, like you talk about giving them, you know, rewards, specials, you know, events, anything in real time communication and really focusing on really understanding the details of what the guests want. So, uh, you know, if, if we talk about concerts and things like that, so really catering things to specifically to people. So if it's, uh, if you, if, if you like, you know, uh, seafood restaurants and that kind of thing, then I'm going to cater things to, to you specifically. You're not going to get stuff about, uh, you know, steak restaurants and things like that, if that makes sense. So I think that customer engagement and really fine tuning and targeting details about the guest experience, I think is really important. We're seeing a lot of that. You know, Shets, I'm going to simply, um, had you said I should answer that question, I was going to go with the vertical of customer engagement. Ding, ding, ding. We've been spending a lot of time together. Oh, look but, at I'll, that, but I'll go huh? just one slight step further because customer engagement means a lot of things to a lot of different people. You know, we, we look at loyalty. We look at gift cards. Uh, we look at digital marketing. We look at uh, customer mm -hmm. feedback. Um, and and so there's, there's, a, there's a number of facets. But it's like an old dad joke. Like if you're attacked by a bear in the woods when you're hiking with buddy you don't have to outrun the bear you got to outrun your friend this is um, true. my comment about customer engagement is in this environment we think of that specifically as helping venues you know compete for greater share of wallet uh, so the criticality among around guest engagement we think is is really paramount to to again compete for share of wallet and right now if i had to rank one vertical that i think is getting a lot of attention um it's the customer feedback it's the ability when you're on premise you know to to be able to connect with the venue in a simple way that i think um you know is really creating a loyalty and increasing you know the value of a given customer so um since this is our podcast, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, companies like Ovation and companies like Yumpingo, which are singularly focused on the customer engagement, are two things I absolutely feel, you know, need to be uh, considered. And we'd be happy to connect you with these fantastic companies. Um, we're going to move on to our next our next segment, the crystal ball moment. And V, it's a chance where we give our guests the opportunity to put on their favorite Kreskin or Miss Cleo hats and predict the future. So how do you see restaurants and dining two years from now in relation to hospitality 
and delivery. So two years is a lifetime. Two years from now. It's a really good question. I think that we will, and I'm hopeful, I should say, that we will see a bit of an evolution in the solves that the restaurant industry needs in terms of like margins and financial changes and how they sort of operate their business. So that kind of what happened at the start of COVID and highlighted, right, all these ongoing problems. I don't think they'll all be alleviated, but I'm hoping we can, you know, some of these bills that have been put in as proposals start to pass. And I think that applies to delivery as well. I know there are a lot of things on the table. I think we need to be more humane about the restaurant industry and employees and actually value them. And so I hope that kind of um, phase of realizing how much we took restaurants for granted doesn't just end with the end of COVID. So I'm hopeful we'll see, again, just change in the model itself. I definitely feel confident that restaurants are going to continue to expand their lines of business, right? That was one of the things that came out mm -hmm. of COVID, how they expanded, you know, even to consumer products and you started to really utilize their brands for these various revenue streams, how people started um, being their own marketers. Yep. So I think that'll continue. Yep. And... I think that I don't believe delivery will go anywhere. I know we've got this like lull mm -hmm. right now, but the truth is the convenience part of the world isn't fading anywhere else. It's not going to fade here forever. So I think there will probably, you know, be some roller coaster, but I think, you know, I think it remains to be seen what the balance of it looks like and um, how much the delivery players you know, how that world changes relative to the direct from restaurant orders. So, you know, yep. the platforms like the Toasts of the World or others that are allowing for direct pickup or um, lower fees on delivery. I hope that, you know, think that stuff will start to balance out a little bit more. V, I would say that was actually a longer answer than even my partner Jimmy could give. And he gives really long answers. But <laughs> yeah, you were spot on. I would just add, I think one thing that'll help the bottom line of restaurants is probably keep the restaurants open. I mean, when you close the restaurants, it really affects the bottom line. That's take it from me. I'm telling you, close a restaurant, it really terrible for the bottom line. You know, V, I'm going to go back now to our the, the best segment of the entire uh, podcast, yeah. and it's my segment. It's the Brandon Quickfire. Yeah, you're I'm going to ask you five. campaign here, Shesh. Well, because it is. It's, we, everyone it is, loves it this is segment. A, it's it not is, just it me. Is the, it is the best segment. I agree. Listen, and it's yours. Me, I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. I don't want you to think too hard. Just tell me what pops into your mind. Are you ready? Um. Yes. I am now. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, that sounds 100 really confident. Thank you for that, V. <laughs> if you were to be a guest star on any TV show, what would it? Who would it be? What would it be? Right now, I'm going Shark Tank because I'm deep in a nightly uh, rerun. Nice schedule. Shark Tank like world. It. All right, Shark Tank. Hope we have a really good thing. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? Um. I mean, the truth is I'm going to get it from some combo of my refrigerator and pantry because I have to make my kids dinner. But I would love to be having dinner at um, Chez Matant in uh, Greenpoint, which has been one of my favorites for a long time. And I haven't been since um, they reopened. What is your favorite you food been? city in the world? 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute, V. I got my five questions. You're taking a lot of shots. It's not the V show. It's the hospitality hanging with a restaurant guy and a finance guy. Chats, chats. Let's try not to let's try not to yell at our guests. New York. New York. New York. Favorite food city in the world is New York. Okay. When travel resumes to complete normalcy, where is the first place you want to go without your kids? No, you can take your kids. You can bring the kids. I don't. Yeah, care. Well, yeah by the way, just because you don't want to take your kids, yet, doesn't mean V doesn't mean V doesn't want to take her kids. I don't want. I love them, but I don't want to take them. Um, I'd like to go to Tokyo. Okay, so you're both yeah, the I same. Saw, I saw her face. Where, Tokyo? Yeah. Yeah, Tokyo. definitely can't bring your kids there. Yeah, it's all sushi. The kids don't like that stuff. If you were to pick Jimmy or I to be your partner in a game of beer pong, who would you choose to be your winning partner? Um. Can like I get Columbia a grad form? school Syracuse? Can a I lot a of beer form? pong I know when you're in your world. Can I get a form demo real quick? All right, well, I go underhanded, so I, there, there you go. Right. Oh, I'm all overhand. And I got, I got to take Jimmy because he's he's already practicing. Yeah, he got an MBA from Columbia for crying out loud. Come on. Yeah, what do you think we did? What do you think we did every Thursday at happy hour? You didn't study. Play beer pong. I know you didn't study. But the form, oh, the form was there. That's right. Now that we moved to video, she could see the form. She could she could see it. Um, uh, be please know that of the of the fifth question that we've uh, we ask of the uh, of the quick fire um, and the competition between me and Shatsy, I am more confident in in my record of being selected than I guess LeBron James playing in a game seven. Okay, I'm very confident. Forty-three like and one. Forty-three right. and one. I think. Um, we, we appreciate like so that. much you joining us for, for the hangout. Um, we value your your insights, and we love bringing industry folks that are passionate about this space because we are very excited about it as well. We also appreciate you know your hard work and Resi's hard work in supporting the industry, not just in this time, but always. But you guys were a standout um, in terms of really trying to work with your your clients and work with your community. Uh, to help the industry during this most uh, stressful time, so I just got to add, Jimmy. I just as a, as a as a consumer on the outside, I have no scientific evidence for this V, but I noticed when I go on the Resi app, there are a lot more restaurants now on Resi in New York than I've ever seen before. Is that me? Is that real or is that crazy? I mean, I'm seeing them all over the little the little black and blue dots. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, our sales team, they're they're not napping. They're out there, they're working hard. So yeah. We're yeah, no, it's 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 incredible. Sorry about growing. that. Jim. I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, that's all right, Shats. I would have been disappointed if you didn't sneak in a third uh, Oh, attempt. I have something else to say. Don't a worry a about third that. attempt at being like the most favored branded partner now that's loved by Resi. You just nonstop shout outs to Resi. But by the way, it's a great company and we do appreciate what they're uh, what they're doing for the industry. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with V directly, um, this is important. You can email us at podcast at brandedstrategic.com. You can email podcast at brandedstrategic.com, and we'd be happy to make the introduction. We once gave away cell numbers or personal emails. That was frowned upon. So now we go with email us, and we'll get you in touch. To our listeners, uh, always a big thank you for taking the time uh, to tune in. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and the fact that you choose to hang out with us is something that we don't take for granted. And again, we appreciate it. Please join us next time as we welcome our friend, Mr. Phil Crawford, Chief Technology Officer at CK. Phil is a whiz um, at navigating these waters that is tech and the enterprise uh, venues and stores, and we think we're going to have a great time. What's CKE, Jimmy? What is that? Uh, that is Carl's Jr. That is Hardee's, and they've also got their Red Burrito, Green Burrito. What's the K? Um, Can we ask Phil when he gets Chats, I'll tell you this. Let me give you the answer to that question. Google it. Well, 
Before you go, I just want to say, I know that V made a special Resi offer. And I'd like to uh, tell all our listeners, V has said the first 100 people that email us at podcast will get that Budweiser right. vintage sweatshirt. <laughs> v has 100 vintage Budweiser sweatshirts in her house right now. She will send. <laughs> I will. That may be an alternative fact you're using. I think no. she has one sweatshirt, and I don't think she's looking to give it up. So, um, But oh, if you do email okay. us, I'll have Shatsy uh, take out his, his platinum card that he wants to make a platinum card, a black card, and I'll have him take <laughs> out his personal this. credit card, and we'll order you some Budweiser swag, okay? It's going to help me get to that Centurion level, Jimmy. There we go. So if you if you write to us, we'll we'll get you your Budweiser swag. Thank compliments of Shazzy's personal account. Uh, listen, finally, if you haven't done so already, please uh, subscribe to our podcast. You don't miss out on the exciting guests coming up in the future. And better yet, invite a friend to hang out with us the next time. So until then, this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, uh, extending a hearty thank you to our new friend uh, V and her company Resi. Uh, but this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, signing off and passing it to Shazzy to close us out. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank you, all our listeners. This is the Restaurant Guy, a.k.a. Shatsy. Thank you, V. Signing off. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.